podcast where we talk about talking about grief. I'm your host, Ellen Schwartz, and today's episode is a little bit unique. For this episode, I spoke to one of my best friends, Kate, and so far it's the only interview I've done that was actually in person. We weren't staring at each other across an internet screen. And to me, the difference is really obvious. You can hear how much emotion is tied to the subject and how difficult it can be to hold on to a friend's emotions in the moment. And I feel like you can really hear how awkward I am, um, probably much more so than if I were to be over the phone, um, and especially in later episodes when an interview is like once I've learned that it's okay to talk about people. I definitely didn't have that yet when I was talking to Kate. So uh, it kind of leads me to a confession of sorts that these conversations are still not easy, and I don't think that they ever will be. Kind of what I'm exploring as a friend and as a human is that these tough conversations where you have to be real, like you don't get to be all sunshiny about it. I mean, yeah, okay, so most of my podcast guests are people who I'm really close to, they're friends and relatives. Um, They've all come to terms with their grief, but even decades later, there are very real emotions tied to these stories. Um, And I don't really feel like our society excels at staying real when these emotions are running high. So um, I feel like what Kate's interview showed me is exactly how hard it is to really listen and be present when you are in that moment. Um, My gut reaction, I wanted to make it okay. I wanted to lighten the mood. But I took a step back from that for a second and realized that if my friend is telling me any serious news of any kind, if you're really listening and participating in that conversation, you shouldn't be making light of it. You should be asking questions to follow up and to learn more. Um, And eventually, they'll know the kind of support that they need from you. But step one is just showing up. And then step two is to really listen completely. You're not listening for your opportunity to relate to their story. You don't open the conversation with how hard it is for you to talk about their grief. Um, This is the time in your life when you should really completely and utterly be focused on the person who's across the table from you. And it's not really intuitive. Um, I guess basically I'm trying to say it's like this act of offering support is simple, but it's really not easy. Um, Yeah, it's really different. Anyway few things to note about this episode. Um, As I mentioned, it's recorded with both of us in the same room um, on my phone, which leads to some some questionable audio quality at times. And there's at one point where I hop up to get some Kleenex. um, So you'll hear the door opening and closing and then there's all kinds of kerfuffle. Anyway, (laughs) we had been together for the weekend. So there's some references to cooking the night before that might not make sense if you didn't know that. Um, But yeah, this is a pretty short interview. It's just over 20 minutes and it's chock-a-block full of perfect antidotes for knowing how to respond and how to support a person who's grieving. So um, there's also a little bit of swearing, so cover any tiny ears that may be close by, Um, but it's really great British swearing, so it's a little bit more fun than American swearing. Anyway, here's Kate and me. We're going to talk about grief. And what you've been through and what it all looks like. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, let's talk a bit about how we know each other. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like actually putting on the spot. Um, I was introduced to you was it three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And you were recommended to me as someone who um, needed something to do because you just moved into the UK, <laughs> basically, or looking for things to get involved with and do and work with your marketing sort of background. And I conveniently could do with that support and help for Art Fan, which um, was beginning to suddenly become 
an identity in itself, which meant that, yeah, it was growing and I needed, I needed a team, I needed people and you were perfect. And it was like two days after you'd got off a plane and, <laughs> and suddenly I was handing you all my passwords. <laughs> no problem. No big deal. Yeah, it was good. A few years we've known each other now and you're, when did your mom pass away? 10 years ago. Yeah, so that's, what's she like? What do you want people to know about her? She was strong and she knew her mind and she was a very, yeah, a very decisive individual. She had a nice footprint on the world in that sense where she knew, I would say, yeah, she was strong, but, um, generous almost to a fault looking after everybody else rather than herself which is partly the reason why she's no longer with us so maybe um yeah she just she loved her family loved her brother her brothers and you know that whole thing so it was all about sort of family and keeping everything sort of together and secure yeah how did she die it was um cancer so she um it started as breast cancer and she felt a lump but ignored, ignored it. And by the time it had gone too far, it had gone too far. So she was then sort of potentially given, I think it was six months initially, but we had two and a half years with her. Oh my gosh. She was strong. She was a <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. So what are you like talking about when, like, I met you after your mom died. Yeah, obviously. So like, do you bring it up, or how do people react? No, it's more, weirdly, people assume your mum's still alive, <laughs> which is a nice thing, you know. Um, but that means that you do sometimes have to, like, go, well, no, my, my mum's no longer here. And um, then, actually, that tends to prompt questions about, weirdly, whether my mum and dad were still together. And all, so it ends up being this much bigger conversation rather than it being about the fact she's died. Which is a funny, funny thing, to be honest. Yeah. But it's, um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing to let people know that you've had loss. I think lots of people don't talk about it. And I think that's silly because you want to keep the memories alive. Do you want to cry? <laughs> I'm not sorry. No, I know. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if someone just, Discover, like you've mentioned it now in conversation, you see them freeze or go down some weird road. What would like what would be the a response that is meaningful to you? Oh, just anything that naturally. It doesn't matter because there's no there's no right response for anything, really, is there? <laughs> it's just whatever your natural response is. And as long as you're it shouldn't be something that people aren't able to talk about. And so and I I think I've got a bit of my mum and me and the fact that I'm quite happy to have a slightly stronger conversation about something just because then it's sharing and you're enabling someone else to be able to deal with their emotions so um sometimes it's quite yeah just don't shy away from it it's rarely you it's rarely negative it's just sometimes surprising yeah. and I think people are surprised when they find out that I've lost my mum but you shouldn't be really, because you know the world's so fucked up, and anything can happen at any time. Yeah, yeah. It's always interesting. Like that's kind of why the podcast started. All because I think anyone who's not lost someone that close to them, mm. I think 
we start to think like, oh no, we're gonna remind you of them, you're gonna become sad, you're going to break down crying for me. But then why does that matter? Exactly. Because if you need that moment, then you know, you're allowed that moment. Weirdly you don't tend to talk too much about the loss. So then suddenly when you're concentrating on it like this now, mm. then it becomes very real again. Do you want to talk, <laughs> do you want to talk about it more like in general? Like if it kind of comes up, do you ever feel like you want to talk about it more and people don't ask? There's not really a natural platform right. for that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Maybe that's like a therapist or something, I don't know. Mm. Um we tend to just carry on, and actually I'm now sort of thinking of Dad too, and those, so when he, because he misses her obviously, mm-hmm. um, we all do, but it'll be something that suddenly sparked a, a memory, or I find myself doing something like going, oh, that was so long, mm-hmm. um, or actually, you know, my sister is, is a mother, um, and there are traits that she has that that are very, you know, very similar to how mum was with us when we were little. And that's how my sister's parenting. So mm-hmm. there are things like that which you suddenly go, Oh, okay, I, I can see I can see the lineage here, I can see the genetics coming through. <laughs> and so that's nice because it's just it feels like it's still she's still alive, you know, she's still mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I know I know so much about her because you do such a good job of talking about her and yeah. telling about her. It's like, well that was like you said, it's like that was totally my mom or she would do this, or even just mm. like, took him last night. Like, so yeah. nice to hear about her and how those wonderful memories. Yeah. And that's it, you know, just keeping it as a constant sort of little chat. And if an opportunity comes up to have that click back in your head to like, you know, it's almost like you just salute her slightly mm-hmm. <laughs> whilst you're going about your own, your own life, you know? Yeah. Do you remember when she died, how you felt and how your friends reacted and you find out who your friends are. Um, I was there at her. I was the one who was with her night at last. I, I had that last breath snoring, which was very weird. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I've thought about that for a while. Um, yeah. You kind of feel relief. Because, you know, the suff- the suffering's over. Because, you know, she did suffer. So it was really, it was good that she was no longer in pain. Mm-hmm. It was also, you do feel relieved and then you feel guilty for feeling relieved. And then you realise, actually, that's a very silly thing. And you should feel relieved because that has so many different levels of relief. Because it's for her, it's for you, it's for the family, it's for everybody to stop this horrible scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to move on, weirdly. Um, some friends were gorgeous and all they did was just say, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm here. Um, others who had weirdly lost said, I'm here, but I'm also, I know you don't need this at the moment, so I'm not here, but you know I am here, if you know what I mean. It's, it's a funny one. And actually that's kind of the best thing. It's because you don't, you're dealing with something you've not, or unless you've dealt with it before, but you, you're dealing with something, this is a whole new emotion, and it's a whole new range of emotions. And it becomes, you become very much like a family unit, and those that are really close to you are suddenly so close to you, and that's that's really important. 
I think for others potentially they don't they tend to take it more internally but I think we all sort of stepped into let's let's play the mum role weirdly and make sure everyone's okay and let's get through this and I am um, was quite pleased to have very practical things to do so I helped dad with organizing funerals and you know putting together like the she'd already decided how she was going to be you know sort of promoted and all this stuff so she'd left instructions basically which we used to sort of laugh about because you had to when you're having the conversation with her because otherwise you're like oh my god I've got to face this reality but strangely that helped when we were then faced with the reality because we knew what she wanted um and she yeah that was kind of good but there um there are some friends I didn't hear from at all and that has a real clarity but that's fine because have you talked to any of have you talked to any of them since? Yeah, and um, they're still sort of around, but it's not. Um, I mean, even if you don't know what to say, just say I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's really that simple. Um, it really is. And also, surely it's just you know, if you know someone's going through a bad time, you just want to reach out to them if you are a friend. In whatever way that might be um and that would be whether or not it's you've lost your mum or whether it's you know you've had some bad news from the doctor or you know that you know family members sort of you know fallen off a skateboard it's like you know seriously if you just have a bit of just empathy on whatever level it actually is is a good thing to do as a human mm-hmm. so um yeah it didn't surprise me though that people weren't reaching out no why not because some people are really quite selfish and their world is, you know, life goes on for them and they're on this route and that's that. Mm. And sometimes you fit in, in with that and sometimes you don't. But then you don't always have the same friends throughout all your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and things ebb and flow in that respect. And I think that's the same, especially when you're having to deal with something that some people just don't want to. And yeah, or if they don't know how, they won't just say, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. They'll pretend it's not happening and carry on with their own world because they're in control of that. Yeah, I think it feels like if you don't know what to say, well, it's like that would almost be putting the burden back on you, I think is what people feel like. Yeah. And that sounds, that feels, you know, like, I don't want to burden with you. You've already got this, what's going on, and I'll just step away. But it sounds like what we're you're still, saying is... um, Despite the fact we've lost something, we're still the same person. Um, And you've still got, you know intelligent emotions and you still absolutely recognize the situation you're not suddenly you know need to be surrounded by cotton wool it's um yeah it's it's that i think it just shows the caliber of that person as opposed to it being the person who's got the loss because you could you're still functioning you know yeah <laughs> and you're still getting up in the morning putting pants on and sort of you have to deal with the day yeah. You might have it with this sort of big cloud over you, but that cloud is yours. It's not doesn't matter about, you know, other people in that respect. And I think there's yeah, that in, intelligent emotion mm. is an interesting concept actually, thinking about it and talking about it now. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're still the same person, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um did you remember any examples of like specifically someone totally cocking it up or someone who just like You can't cock it up. You really can't. I mean, unless someone had, you know, I mean, how could you cock it up? I don't think you could. 
as a, from a friend's point of view on, on trying to you know be supportive of your friend there's nothing you could do that would cock it up I mean you've just lost your mother so if you can't get through that then if someone is gonna then yeah you can't really be insensitive they can't really make you feel worse no so it's like there's nothing 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 will matter but it's nice to know that people are there if needed and I think that's that's the one thing I would sort of say people is say just just tell them that you're there because then that gives security too you know your friends group is still safe and they'll still be there when you get out the other side and are ready to you know talk about it or to you know just go and get drunk <laughs> or just have different conversations or and yeah it's just it's it's you need you need that and that level of security if a huge amount of your friends aren't able to just be there for you then that makes you feel uncertain and that's not a good thing on top of the fact you're having to deal with mm-hmm. so that's why then you can cock it up you could cock it up by doing nothing because that gives you uncertainty of your your solidity in your world because you're still having to carry on in your world you mm-hmm. know it's not over for you, you right. know, you've got to find a route forward and if you've got a nice solid friend base that's just reached out in whatever way they were able to mm-hmm. it's just yeah that's your that's your security yeah how did people react when you went back to work oh that was difficult um some were just brilliant unfortunately the boss that i was currently working for had lost his father not long before and he really struggled with the fact that I was bringing back memories. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that that particular industry that I was working in became very frivolous and ridiculous in my head. Uh, what felt like something I was really sort of working in and being strong about. Suddenly I was like, this isn't really real and I'm not sure this is what I really want to do. So it ended up having a sort of knock on effect of me ending up needing to be a little bit more solid on who I was and really reintroducing the art properly and shifting my circumstances to move away from that sort of PR and events sort of frivolity. Even mm-hmm. though I was doing it for sort of arts and charities and things, it just felt very much the wrong end of the moneyed spectrum. Um, and not necessarily what I felt suited me then than after I'd sort of grown I think I grew up quite a lot. Um, so yeah, work was tricky and it everything sort of escalated through that year for me. But then it all worked out really well because it meant that I got the headspace and sorted out what it was that I wanted to do. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. ten years down the line I've created art can and I can I'm a painter. Yeah. Ta da Yay <laughs> And she'd be really proud. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot about. I mean, we've covered a lot of what I wanted to talk about. It's kind of like, do you remember? Was there something that, like, if some I want to support you, something terrible happens, I want to support you. Is there an example of someone who really did it well, like an ex- something unexpected that helped you cope or get through, or it just made sense in your brain? For me, I think. Um... What made sense in my brain was that there was one thing. There was one friend who said, "I'll just order the flowers." Hmm. So I could do that. Um, 
And she's like, just tell me what your mum wanted. Mm-hmm. It's just a bit. So it's practical things are really good. Because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can tick that box too. And that gets me through another, you know, two seconds of not trying to think about this all. It's, it's a big, it is overwhelming. Mm. So if someone can say something practical of you, it's, it's quite useful. But also leaving you enough to have something to do. Mm. Um, and actually someone at work at the place where, you know, even it went sort of weird afterwards, um, helped with getting the, the, the brochures printed for, mm. you know, the, the service. And yeah, that was really, really helpful. Yeah. yeah. So they just came to you and said, let me, let me help with the thing. Yeah. Let me take care of this one. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, but I don't, it, weirdly that will happen organically rather than it being a, oh, I've got a list of things to do, let me distribute who could do what. Mm. It just, it, that just seemed to happen. Okay. So that was nice, but it wouldn't have happened if they hadn't have somehow been there. Yeah. Um, to enable that. Um, so yeah. Otherwise, you do tend to close ranks a bit as, as like, as a family. Mm. But then, you know, people knew what funeral when it was, and then people just arrived. <laughs> You're here. Oh, that means a lot. Just to show up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, just be. But also the local community as well. Or just you know, line the streets. All that jazz. Just oh just be. That's amazing. She yeah. sounds just. I mean, she must have just had that impact everywhere. Yeah. And also, you know, Dad being who he was as part of the community, that was that knock-on level of respect was huge. And yeah. um, stops bridge Sheffield. So yeah, that felt that felt good. Yeah, fair. Of course, yeah. So you just put up there, go off oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All this fuss. Let's not worry about it. But no, um, yeah. But they were there. That's an easy thing to do. Just show up. Just show up. Yeah. It's just that simple. It is that simple. <laughs> <laughs> and then ask about it later and make you cry all over again when they oh, make you do no, it's nice though because it's um, it is nice to be able to talk and you realise that you've not for a while. That's important. She is, you know, still very much part of our life. Yeah. Through what we're all doing as her, as her family, so that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> what else is? What else would you want people to know? I guess, as you know, as the person supporting you. Just way. nothing is nothing is wrong. You've all the, you're you're already dealing with what's wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like that. That is the big thing to hear, and also, it's not the correct place for an ego. So even for if your, you know for, for the friend's ego, it's like you 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 deal with your own shit in your head and just say I'm here. Mm-hmm. I might you know you're allowed to say I really don't know what I'm doing because I really don't know you know how you're <laughs> dealing with this or how I would feel in this situation. But then you just you just say I'm here. You don't like go oh please tell me how I need to be dealing with. The, with you in this situation because that's just shitty because mm. that's your own head 
sort of projecting ish, extra issues, which I really don't want to have to <laughs> think about being your therapist through this whilst I'm going through this. Yeah. So there's that element, which I think is like, just, just deal with your own shit, but do it and just say, I'm here. Yeah. And I just think keep that... it simple. That I don't need a conversation about how you've managed to get yourself to be big and brave to say, I'm here, you know, mm. just big and brave. <laughs> well, yeah. I, well, I think that's an important note, actually. It's like, yeah. I was able to go, you know, I had a friend whose dad dies. Like, I was able to go to her and just be like, I actually don't know what to say, but here I am. Um, but without bringing my own, I think it's important to know shit to the table. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think I probably did bring my shit to the table at that time because yeah. I didn't know what well, to no, as long but... as it's, As long as it's genuine, this goes back to what we were saying, mm-hmm. as long as it's an honest place, then you as friends are still friends, so you'll still have a conversation. It's not like I've stopped the world and everything has to be regrown from this tiny, you know, it's right. like we are still, we've still got our history as a friend and we've still got our history of conversations. And if your friendship often is about you discussing the fact that you're a bit crap at doing things, then <laughs> that's absolutely fine too. Yeah. But it's more, there's, yeah, the, the honesty yeah. is really, really key. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Honesty and showing yeah. up and. Just being, God, just being a friend. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah. It's funny. Different people respond to grief in different ways, and different people respond to the sort of knock-on effect of having that loss in different ways. And often, friendships don't last through it. But that's kind of okay too, because I think when you do lose someone, you 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 end up standing slightly heavier on the world too, which. It's a good thing, but some people aren't able to be like that. So, yeah, it's just it ebb and flows depending on who's supposed to be part of your world at that time. And that's the same with anything and any big um, sort of life moment. I think. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's been nice talking about her. Yeah. Yeah. How how can people ask like more about your mom? Well, just ask. I mean, you know, it's like tell me about your mom. What was she like? What did she do? Um, yeah, because like you say, actually, it all becomes I I drop her into conversation whenever I can because it's sort mm-hmm. of just that's just naturally is how I communicate. Sure. Generally. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, anyone would do that. You would about do that them. about whether they're alive yeah. or dead. You yeah. Know, but yeah. Um, which doesn't need to be a big sort of deal. So today I'm going to talk to you about your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a nice thing if, you know, um, well, like when we were talking in the kitchen and it sort of ended up being more of it than it just being me dropping it into the conversation. It sort of became more emotive about how that, how she was and how that's influenced, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just just don't shy away if you're like a you know case mentioned to mum. I can't I can't bring that up. You mm-hmm. actually can, you know. You you can like take that conversation the same way you would any any topic because it's it's there and it's a real topic and it's personal and it's that's what you talk about as friends and have conversations about. So don't shy away from that you know yeah. so just 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 have a conversation <laughs> right show interest ask a follow-up question yeah exactly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 
and that would then probably lead on to other things which is the way conversations do and then you found out something else about your friend and then you carry on you know it's, it's mm-hmm. just yeah just ask that extra question if you want to know because mm. yeah it's not a taboo subject on any level it's like god yeah that's what i mean it's like yeah yeah just don't don't just be big and brave it's absolutely fine <laughs> you know i'm like oh my god you asked me a question about my mother <laughs> don't you know she's dead <laughs> <laughs> Really? How silly does that sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fair. <laughs> I think that is just what people like expect, though. Like, I'm, it's like, if I ask, she's gonna just start to cry. She's gonna do, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, and also if I do, that doesn't matter either because you're friends, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. That's those are all my questions. Good. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sorry for Your Loss. For links to any referenced sources, articles, or websites in this episode, visit sorryforyourlosspod.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at sorryforyourlosspod. What did you think? How have you grieved? What helped? Record a message and email it to sorryforyourlosspod at gmail.com, and it may be featured on an upcoming episode of this podcast. Sorry for Your Loss was created and produced by Ellen Schwartz with moral support from Holly Mills. Thank you for listening, and spread the word. If you really loved what you hear, be sure to subscribe or leave a five-star rating.